Hello again, this is Paul Abraham speaking to you from London with episode 19 of Learn Jazz Piano. This episode is called Intros, Outros, etc. My website is www.jazzpianoteacher.co.uk and if you've got any questions or comments, my email address is music at paulabrahams.com It's always good to get your emails and I try to answer all of them if I can. If you download from iTunes, I would appreciate a short review. Today's podcast is a little different. I'm going to give you various hints and tips about your playing, as well as some pointers as to working with other musicians. The first thing I want to say is that, for me, music is almost entirely an oral activity. Perhaps it's useful to see other musicians for cues, for instance. But apart from that, all you're really doing is listening and responding. And that even includes when you're playing a solo. If I'm playing a solo, I'm still listening to the other members of the band or the play-along track. That's where my focus is, rather than being enclosed in my own world of creating my own solo. So first of all, the piece of music in front of you isn't music. It's just a piece of paper containing information. And the sooner you get rid of it, the better. And for those of you that don't read music, there is an advantage to that. If you can just learn the piece off by heart, you'll probably have a better grasp of it. In many musical traditions, the music is just passed on by listening and responding. A good example in jazz is Thelonious Monk, who always kept the written music away from his musicians. He would play the tune and the chords, they would listen and learn it from him rather than reading the music. I now want to talk briefly about keeping time by tapping your foot to the beat. Now if a piece is going pretty fast about it's virtually impossible to tap your toe to that kind of tempo without producing a lot of tension. So one piece of advice is to tap with your heel and then rather than beat out every quarter note, just tap on the first and the third beat. So rather than one, two, three, four, you're going one, three, one, three. Now what I tend to do is I tap one and three but on alternate feet. So tap with your heel, the one with the left foot for instance and the three with the right foot. That's a suggestion just to take the tension away of 
constantly tapping your toe on every beat. You could also try not tapping at all. Just see what happens if you don't tap. And uh, I find it feels very different. So if you're just feeling the rhythm in your body and perhaps slightly moving with it, you might not feel such a temptation to tap everything out. This brings me on to the use and misuse of the sustain pedal. I often find when I'm first working with a student, they just keep their foot on the sustain pedal almost throughout a piece. It not only blurs the whole sound and runs one chord into another, but I feel the main reason that people just keep their foot on the pedal is for security reasons and no other. So my initial advice is just stop using the pedal completely and see what that feels like. When I'm playing a medium or up-tempo piece, I don't use the pedal. The time I would recommend that you use the pedal is on a ballad where the chord needs to be more sustained and as long as you've got a reasonable pedal technique you can ensure that one chord doesn't merge into the next. Now let's talk about count-ins. People seem to get very confused about how to count in a tune. For most purposes just counting one, two, three, four is not enough. It doesn't give us enough time and enough feel for the tempo of the piece. So what we want is two half beats and then four quarter beats. So if the tempo was we want one, two, one, two, three, four. If it's you that's doing the counting, just think of the tune so that you get a comfortable tempo in your head before you begin to count. If the tune is a ballad, if it's something like Body and Soul for instance, we only need four beats, but they're slower. So it's one, two, three, four, and then we're in. If the tune starts on a pickup beat, for instance, Autumn Leaves starts on the second beat of the bar, we need four beats plus however many beats before the tune starts. In other words, Autumn Leaves would be one, two, three, four, one, and so on. This brings us to the subject of starting a piece. The easiest, most straightforward way to get into a song is a two bar counting and straight into the tune. So for instance, if we were doing all the things you are, one, two, one, two, three, four. Your second option is to play the last four bars of the tune. One, two, one, two, three, four. 
notice the chords there were two, five, one, but then a two, five, one to get us back to the first chord of the A section, G minor seven flat five, C seven, and F minor, which is the first chord of the A section. Another option might be to improvise eight bars, either of an A section or the B section. Sticking with all the things you are, here's the B section. One, two, one, two, three, four. things you are starts on a six chord. It goes six, two, five, one. Autumn leaves starts on a two chord. Two, five, one, four. But most tunes start on a one. Let's take the example of Bye Bye Blackbird in F. And with a tune like that you could just play four bars of a turnaround. A simple one, six, two, five, turn around. One, two, one, two, three, four. The tune All Blues has an intro which goes. tune comes in over the top of that. So you could have an unspecified number of bars until the person who's playing the tune wants to come in on top. four bars in length it can be as long as you feel like and it can also act as the outro just keep watching each other and it can fade out possibly slow down at the end and that brings us to outros taking all the things you are as an example the most obvious and easiest way to end a piece is with an abrupt stop. So for example, one, two, three, four. Another way would be to slow down at the end, but keeping an eye on the drummer so that you're working together. When the melody note finishes on the tonic, in this case the A flat, and the final chord is A flat major seven or major six, a less corny ending would be to raise that A flat major seventh by a semitone so that you finish on A major seventh. This is the sound. either 
resolve it down back to the A flat major 7 or you could keep it where it is on the A major 7 without resolving it another possibility is instead of playing the A flat major 7 at the end find the flat 5 chord in other words the tritone above the tonic in this case the D play a D7 and flatten the 5 D, F sharp, A flat and C so now the effect is D7 flat 5 now here's a way of extending the ending by going to the 6th chord and then repeating the tune in other words you play the ending and instead of playing the A flat go to C minor 7 flat 5 to the F7 which is like the 6th chord and then repeat perhaps with the alternative chord at the end so I'll do that again two, three, four could use that same idea as an extended improvisation to the ending. In other words, C minor 7, F, B flat minor 7, E flat, C minor 7, F, just keep looping it. Until you want to finish it. So the chords at the end are B flat minor 7, E flat 7, C minor 7 flat 5, F7 and you just keep looping. Let's try it, 1, 2, 3, 4. For one final example, let's take the last section of Satin Doll in C, which is D7, D flat 7, C major 7, and all we're going to do is repeat that another two times. One, two, three, four. podcasts I'm going to go much more deeply into reading lead sheets and chord charts how to interpret them and simplify them but for the time being I want to talk briefly about melodies 
and my feeling that you should respect the melody that the composer has written. For instance, composers like Irving Berlin have written beautiful tunes. A good example would be How Deep Is The Ocean? And I really think it's worth learning the tune perfectly before you start messing around with it. You can't rely on a real book for the tune, nor can you rely on somebody singing it. Frank Sinatra's great version of I've Got You Under My Skin by Cole Porter is a masterpiece, but it's an interpretation. And to learn the tune, you certainly wouldn't listen to the way he sings it. Once you've played the tune and you're into your improvisation, I would suggest that you use the melodic ideas from the tune and also some of its rhythmic content. A great example of this is Hampton Hawes playing All The Things You Are. You'll find it on an album called The Trio, Volume 1. I'd also suggest that you listen to the way Keith Jarrett plays the melody of a tune before he goes into the improvisation, how much respect he pays to the actual melody. What I said about not relying on real books for melodies also applies to chords. An example of this would be Someone to Watch Over Me in E-flat. The first two bars are simply E-flat, E-flat 7, to the A-flat, or A-flat major 7. I'm looking at a real book which tells me to play E-flat, and when it reaches this C, I'm asked to play an A7 with a sharp 9. And then back to the A-flat. Now that A7 sharp 9 isn't what George Gershwin wrote, it's a tritone substitute of an E-flat and it's something you may or may not add at a later stage but you need to go back to the sheet music of what was originally written by Gershwin before you start taking off on your own versions. What I also sometimes do is get a collection of say three or four versions from real books and then make up my own version on, say, Sibelius or whatever software you might have to hand. In coming podcasts, we're going to look at essential repertoire. And to finish off this session today, I'm going to give you a list of standards. They're all in 4-4 time. They're full of 2-5-1s or 2-5s and they're tunes that you really should either know or get to know. So here's the list and we'll come back to at least some of them at a later date. All the things you are, A-flat, Autumn Leaves, B-flat, Body and Soul, D-flat, Bye Bye Blackbird, F, 
Green Dolphin Street in C. How deep is the ocean? C minor. Have you met Miss Jones? F. Just Friends in G. Lover Man F. My Funny Valentine C minor. Secret Love in E flat. Softly as in a morning sunrise C minor. Stella by Starlight B flat. There will never be another you. E flat. What is this thing called love? C. And finally, yesterday's in D minor. So that's a list of 16 tunes that you should start at least getting the lead sheets together for, or the sheet music with lyrics. You could also start finding versions of them to listen to and comparing them and perhaps one or two you should start learning and memorizing see you next time